Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh! Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so we're Spongebob! But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure, you're not a wizard, you're- Absorbing to yellow and porous! Welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. And oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Are we in a goofy mood? Apparently. We're sorting SpongeBob SquarePants today. Because we felt like it. Because we want to have a, a, a goof time. We're here. Not for a long time. To goof, yeah. Because last week's episode was a longer one, so this time it'll be a shorter and goofier one, maybe? <laughs> maybe. You know how we make it shorter? Mm. We stop goofing around and start sorting some characters. Alright, let's go. Who's up first, Alex? Well, <laughs> let me let me <laughs> answer your question with a question. Oh. Who lives in a pineapple under a, under, under a seat? <laughs> you can't do a bit if you can't physically do a bit. I'll, I'll ask you the question, okay? Okay, okay. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Who's something in porous and yellow? You've already... For, I, Look, you couldn't do it. and yellow and porous is here. Why is, the, why is that the only thing you can remember today? Because I grew up watching SpongeBob and a study shows that SpongeBob destroys brain cells in children. And yet... It's a show made by a marine biologist to teach children about marine biology. For, for instance, here's a fun marine biology fact. Did you know that you can have fire underwater if you don't acknowledge it? C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. They have a, they have a lake. A, they have somewhere to go swimming. It's like um like a tar pit. Oh, is it tar? Is it tar? It's, it's something like that. It's like a heavier substance. I'm not sure. I think sometimes it's just water. Sometimes it might just I think water. sometimes they just forget that they're underwater. Which is a shame because so many of the trappings of the show and like the concepts, like, you know, pe many people pointed out, but um, the Krusty Krab is, it's a fishing thing. Oh, it's a crab. Crab fishing thing. Crab box. Crab. Yeah. A box for crabs. I don't know what those are called. A box for crabs. A crab box. Crab box. The crab box. Yeah. So anyway, who's up first, Alex? SpongeBob. SpongeBob is... Well, he's a sponge. He's a sponge. And he's square, which is why his trousers are square. Which mm -hmm. is why the show is called SpongeBob Square Trousers. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> that, that's how they redubbed it for England. Did they? Yes. Oh my god. No, they didn't. <laughs> Holy shit. You really was tricked by that? <laughs> I'd never heard of that before, but it wouldn't be super surprising. <laughs> he was voiced by Bill Nye, and uh, he just went around going... <laughs> What? Can you imagine Bill Mighty doing the SpongeBob laugh? Oh, the laugh, right. I can't do it, but it's like a da. Well, uh, are you are you ready, Mr. Krabs? Are well, you feeling it now? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Alex is not ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Wait, why is it Popeye? Why did I turn it to Popeye? <laughs> I don't know. The 
there's a lot going on. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Pause for a second, please. Pause for a second. Let me catch my breath. (laughs) Let me say something, please. Okay, sorry. I didn't realize you were trying to say something because you couldn't breathe, I guess. Every time you did the Bill Nye voice doing Spongebob lines, every time you said, I'm ready... It was actually a different Bill Nye character <laughs> popped in my head, and it was like the guy from Love Actually, uh-huh. and then it was Billy Mac. Rufus Scrimmager, and then <laughs> it was the villain from Pokemon. Oh fuck! I forgot that he was the villain, and he's Mewtwo. Yeah. I mean, he turns into Mewtwo, but he's Mewtwo. <laughs> and that's the one that broke me. Also, he's um, he's Davy Jones. Fuck. I always forget that because, like, his face yeah. isn't. Yeah, and, like, David Jones, well, it doesn't show up as a character in this, but almost does. Almost. Yeah, his locker shows up. <laughs> so SpongeBob SquarePants it's is... a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop beating around the bush, all right? Let's just get to the meat of the question. He's, like, how old is he supposed to be? Early 20s, I think. He's young adult. Well, yeah. in Sponge Ages. <laughs> who knows? In Sponge Age, who knows? How long does a sponge live? I'm not a marine biologist. <laughs> Why not? Because I grew up watching SpongeBob. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I I bet there was at least one marine biologist in the world who became a marine biologist because they were inspired by SpongeBob. What part of SpongeBob? This, the whole marine biology thing. Like the meowing snails? <laughs> sure. The, uh, one with the, the, the crabs and the sponges and the jellyfish and the, the squids. The squids that play clarinet? Yeah. They wanted to find real squids that could play cra- clarinet. I don't think they were going to be very successful in that endeavor. Look, just because a cartoon has some fictionalized elements doesn't mean it doesn't also contain some truth behind those fictionalized elements. Or There's a you, crab that adopted a whale. Do you think they they got into marine biology because they wanted to find out about the squirrels that live in the ocean? Hey, what if? Shut up and enjoy a cartoon. Why do you have to hate SpongeBob so much? I love SpongeBob. So why do you hate it? Okay, so SpongeBob is a young adult who works at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, he gets his job in the first episode. Yes, it's his dream to he's work. So excited to work at the Krusty Krab. The Krusty Krab. He flips burgers. He's good at he's it. He's a fry cook. He's a very hard worker. He takes his job very seriously. He's enthusiastic about everything, all the time. Yeah, yeah. He he's well, he's very childlike in a lot of ways. Yes. He goes jellyfishing for fun, where he uses a butterfly net. Um, yeah, do you think that's a marine biologist dream? <laughs> I've decided this is the last episode of Sorted because I'm divorcing Alex and I refuse to work under these conditions. Because Alex hates the concept of fun. I just love messing with you. Mm, mm. What were you saying? I don't fucking know. Jellyfishing? Yeah. You're listing things that Spongebob does. He learns to drive. Does he? Well, he... He tries. I didn't say learned. I didn't say past tense. He is in the process of learning to drive. Is that better? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. Jeez. I was confused. I'm here to be your Squidward. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> I'm going to pretend that that came out of me. <laughs> that I made those noises and please, the audience won't know. Please make a Squidward laugh. <laughs> nope. Try again. No, keep trying. Uh, you'll get there. Please laugh like Squidward tentacles. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. Stop laughing at the idea of laughing like that. 
Why are you so good at Because I'm good at voices. I'm not. It's going to be really bad. None of this is getting cut. Oh, no. It's going to be really bad. Please try. Yes, that'll be... That's, that's, the, that's the amusing content that our listeners are here for. Why would you shame me like this? Please laugh like squid with tentacles. The squid. Esquire. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. SpongeBob is happy-go-lucky. Yeah, as, as Alex said, he's a Hufflepuff. He's just a very goofy, light-hearted, fun man-boy. <laughs> Up next is Patrick Starr. No. What? This is Patrick. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I I broke early in the episode and I just can't. <laughs> I can't come back. No, this is Patrick. <sighs> Tell me about Patrick, please. Patrick is a fucking moron. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's so, a big dumb pink starfish. Yeah, he lives under a rock because he he's he's one of the only characters whose home actually makes some level of sense. Yeah. Because he lives under a rock. Granted, that rock just flips up entirely for him to come out and he does have a home buried under the sand beneath the rock yeah but he's a fucking moron he wears shorts and that's I guess. it yeah because unless you're watching the movie i think he wears some like fishnets in that at one point well at various things at times he wears different clothes sometimes he wears a superhero outfit sure when he's a superhero here's the problem you've got it set to m for mimi when it should be said to w for wombo this is the part of the show where I would like to let everyone know that the voice of Patrick voices a character in Gargoyles. I wombo, you wombo, he, she, it wombos, wombo, the study of wombology. Yep. <laughs> he's SpongeBob's best friend, but he's kind of a dick at times because he's very, like, naive and ignorant. Yeah. He doesn't really think about other people. Yeah. I think he's a Gryffindor. I like that. He's definitely the kind who would rush, rush headlong into anything without thinking about anything. Because he has half a brain cell. And he's the kind who would... Do starfish have brains? I don't think so. Do sponges have brains? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Especially not like, um... What's a starfish? Like a kitchen sponge. It's definitely not a fish. A uh, starfish is uh, invertebrate. Is it like a snail? Did you know that starfishes, when they try to eat something, they eject their stomachs outside of them and encase the thing that they want to eat with their stomach? That sounds familiar, yeah. I did a report on them. In like Why does it have five limbs? Grade. They can have more. Terrifying. They can have less. If you cut a leg off, it'll cu- it'll grow right back. Sure, but why five? Why would they... Why? Like, nothing in nature is five. A lot of plants are. Really? Mm-hmm. Like there are plenty of flowers that have five petals. I suppose... A starfish plants. They could have evolved from something along those lines. I'm not a marine biologist. Why aren't you a marine biologist? <laughs> wow, wow. Where did that come from? That was way better than before. I had, to, I had to wait until I wasn't thinking about it too hard. That was that was actually pretty good. Considering you suck at doing any kind of voice, that was actually pretty good. I'm impressed. <laughs> I need a minute to break again. <laughs> In case you hadn't guessed, the next character is Squidward Tentacles. Squid- I like Squidward. <laughs> Squidward's got like a Snapeish voice. Yeah. Like they're not the same or anything. Is that nasally kind of? Yeah, I guess it's the it's just a nasally voice. Hmm. How's hot take? 
If you're nasally, you're a dick. I'm kind of nasally. No, you're not. You're not like that. <laughs> no, I guess not that bad. I can if I want to. You don't, though. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. I don't know if we've ever done that one before. Uh, that was more similar to Karen. Oh, yeah. 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 So save that. Okay. Squid with tentacles, Alex. Tell me about him. He plays clarinet. He hates everyone. He also works with the Krusty Krab. He's SpongeBob's neighbor. He, li- he likes to think he's very upper class and very important. Obviously, he's not. He works at a fast food restaurant. But he likes to think he's important. He cares about the finer things in life. Yes. He wants everyone to think he's great and important. He's like his snooty. rival, Squilly and Fancy Pants. Yes. He's very snooty and thinks he's better than everyone else, even though he's bad at everything. He's really bad at clarinet. Is he? I thought he was actually okay at clarinet. Isn't he? I don't know. He's mediocre at best. He manages to do pretty okay at... The bubble bowl? Oh, conducting. Conducting. Sure. I had to wave around a fake stick. <laughs> He's pretty good at conducting at the bubble bowl because, yeah. you know... he. Befo- I think he has, like, a, a sort of base knowledge of music. Yeah. Either that or just everyone else is actually incredibly talented. They worked really hard. Apparently, Spongebob changed his entire voice I love actor. that episode. I, actually, to be fair, I don't know that. Maybe it was Tom Kenny singing. Could have been. Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. But maybe. This is the second show in a row that has Tom Kenny in, in roles, by the way. Sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Why did my yeah. mind go to sweet Caroline? Ba-ba-dum. Sweet home Alabama. Is Squidward a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin? I think I think he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah? I think he... He values intelligence and learning and Yes, I think, I think that's the stuff that he values more than he hates other people. <laughs> okay. I think he also values his own self-importance, though. That's true. And putting himself above and before other people. Like, he's very ambitious. Sure. But he just doesn't put the work in to achieve any ambition. Okay. So Slytherin or Ravenclaw, which one is the least hardworking? <laughs> what is the anti-Hufflepuff? I think it's Ravenclaw. Okay. I think there's more similarities between Hufflepuff and Slytherin than there are Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Wow, that's a house hot take. That's my house hot take. That's a house hot take. That's like a genuine house hot take. <laughs> I think it's a spectrum of like Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor. Hmm. 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 That's yeah. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to put Squidward <laughs> into Ravenclaw. Like, it's definitely one of those two. No question. Oh yeah, on that. yeah, yeah. Um, tweet at us if you disagree. Yeah. Honestly. Sure, why not? Everyone knows Spongebob. Everyone's seen the Spongebob movie, right? Nope. <laughs> Fine. One in 16 people hasn't seen the Spongebob movie. Do we need to do a poll? Yeah, we need to do a poll. I guess we're going to do a poll. I'm going to tweet it right now. Okay. JD hasn't seen the Spongebob movie. Nope. Which is honestly an atrocity. Well, I guess you'll have to pick, pick it for the family movie night. I will. Okay. I'm going to pick James Bond Goldeneye. That's fine. Which viewers tweeted us? Which which movie is better, SpongeBob? Which which SpongeBob movie? There's like seven. Oh, just like the the first one. The SpongeBob movie, the Sponge, Sponge on Bob the Run. Movie. No, the one with Sponge. David Hasselhoff. Okay, I, I mean the one that they sing about how they're men now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're men. Regardless, which movie do you think is better, the SpongeBob movie or Goldeneye? Personally, one of the best James Bond movies. One of the best movies. In one of the most popular and successful media franchises of all time. Actually, that's a good poll because it's either you have to vote for the one that you've seen, or if you've seen both of them, then you can actually vote for one you think is better. Those are the rules. Wait, what's this? What poll am I tweeting right now? 
Have you seen the Spongebob movie? We'll have an answer before this episode goes out. Yeah. But we won't know it. At time of recording, we're... We're recording in advance. Yeah, we're recording recording pretty early for this one. And pinned. We have a new episode going out tomorrow at time of recording. We'll retweet it at some point. So, like, people are going to see this and then be like, Huh, that's a weird question to ask before their Futurama episode goes (laughs) out. We're really good at this. Stuff that we, we don't do. normally record this far in advance. No. Anyway, I think Squidward's a Ravenclaw. Okay. Uh, next is Mr. Krabs. Ah, gug, 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 gug. He's also kind of Popeye-ish. A little bit. Ah, gug, 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 gug. Yeah. Ah, gug, 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 gug. SpongeBob, my boy. SpongeBob, me boy. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Give me me first time. Yeah. Uh, he's voiced by Clancy Brown. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was Lex Luthor in Superman the Animated Series. And he's done a bunch of stuff. He's like an, he's just an iconic actor, voice actor especially. You mentioned that SpongeBob's actor was also in Futurama. Futurama. Who did he voice? Uh, mostly like one-shot random characters and stuff. Okay. So Mr. Krabs loves two things: his daughter Pearl, who is a whale, and money. Well, actually, according to what I was just reading, he actually loves three things. There are oh. two things he loves more than money. Oh. His daughter Pearl and Mrs. Puff, because apparently they're in a long-term relationship. <gasps> That does ring a bell, yeah. I didn't realize it was so well established, but apparently. Yeah, I I, th- I remember that being a thing. Like I saw, so apparently there was an article written at some point that said that they were married, and it's like her name is Mrs. Puff, <laughs> and you think she's married to Mr. Krabs? She can keep her her name, I guess. But like, she is an established member of society. Like she runs. Is she? She runs a boating school. Yeah. She has a career. It make, it would make sense that she would want to keep her name. So anyway, Mr. Krabs. He, also, who wants to be Mrs. Krabs? Who cares? <laughs> Can we talk about the character, please? Yeah. As I was saying, Mr. Krabs loves his family and he loves money. He's the owner of the Krusty Krab restaurant and sells Krabby Patties. He is the rival of Plankton, who owns the Chum Bucket. I don't think he really sees him them as rivals because the chum bucket is not actually a profitable business. Okay, fine, whatever. But yeah, no, yeah, he's... They are rivals in the the premise of the show. They're across the street from each other. Yeah. He doesn't like Plankton regardless. What is there to say about Mr. Krabs other than he is capitalism incarnate? He is capitalism incarnate. He's, he's Slytherin. Slytherin. He's a big time Slytherin. He loves his money. Oh, we've got all four in the first four. What? I love that. Is that why you've made sure Squid was in, Squidward no, was in Ravenclaw? No, I don't Claw? think about that until it happens. Okay. Well, is there any more to say about Mr. Krabs? No. Up next is Sandy Cheeks. Get it? The names in the show are stupid. I mean, they live in the t- they live in the town called Bikini Bottom. Yeah. Like, which I believe is like there is like an actual place in or near Australia called Bikini, mm. and it is at the bottom of the ocean there. Sure. But also, they get their weird sexual pun there. Just like with Sandy Cheeks. Uh-huh. Who's Sandy Cheeks? She's a squirrel from Texas. She's a, te- a Texan squirrel. What's she doing in the bottom of the ocean near Australia? I'm really not sure. Yeah, so she wears a, like, a diving suit that's yeah. squirrel-shaped. Yeah, kind of like a space suit. Really. Unless she's in a house because she has her own biodome house, which has a tree in it, I think, and mm-hmm. definitely grass. Yeah. And air, so she can go in there and take that off. And then, of course, she's wearing a bikini under that. Yeah. That's normal. Why'd they have to sexualize the one main female character who's also a squirrel, who you don't even see in... Could they not have just either had to just be a fucking squirrel? (laughs) 
She didn't need to be wearing clothes. Or just give her clothes like most actual characters on the show have. I don't know. Like, Mr. Krabs wears a full-on suit, doesn't he? Something like that, yeah. Yeah? Like... Spongebob wears a tie. Yeah. Say, okay, Sandy is usually wearing, like, her space suit kind of thing. Diving suit. I know it's a diving suit, but it looks like a space suit. I guess. So, like... Fusion of space. Maybe when she gets home, she's like, Ugh, I've been wearing, like, so many clothes all day. I'm, like, super far under the ocean. There's so much, like, pressure and blah, blah, blah. I just want to hang out in my underwear. <laughs> Around all of her friends and on national television? International television? It's the ocean. They don't care. What? It's the ocean. What does that have to do with it? I don't know. Mammals wear bathing suits to go in the ocean. That's normal. Okay. I hate most of this conversation, by the way. Uh, Sandy's a squirrel lives underwater. I don't know why. There's a fun... I mean, there's an episode where Spongebob visits her in her underwater house, not realizing that there's no water in the dome, and starts dying from dehydration and not being able to breathe. Yeah. But he's too polite to ask for any water. Yeah. Because he's a millennial, I guess. That's accurate. What? Spongebob being a millennial. (laughs) Sure. But he was also in his 20s-ish in the 90s. What's the cutoff for a millennial? Mm, Okay, he's maybe a little older than a millennial. Spongebob was an early millennial. Yeah. Spongebob, the first millennial. Yeah, he's like on that... He'd he'd be on that sort of middle ground. Except he's, he's happy and excited about working a shitty job. Squidward might be the real millennial. Oh, damn. House hot takes. We're always a millennial. So Sandy... Is a scientist. Right! I think she might be living underwater to, to study, study the marine life. Is she the marine biologist? Maybe the real friends of the marine biologists we met along the way. <laughs> I guess, is she Ravenclaw then because she's studying marine life? I think so. Like, I I think she would be Ravenclaw regardless. Like, she's yeah. very intelligent and sure. she loves to learn. She also does karate. Um, <laughs> like... I haven't watched the show in a long time. <laughs> but, like, she, I think she, like, loves learning things. And I think, like, her love of karate kind of falls into that same kind of co- category. Like, like Ravenclaw, like, Quidditch players, you know? Sure, okay. Like, you can be smart and sporty. Yeah. Um, and I think she's kind of that sort of category. Uh, yeah, I think she's a Ravenclaw. Cool. And finally, for our main characters, we have... Plankton. Plankton is... Who does voice Plankton, though? Real quick. Um, I've seen his face. Mr. Lawrence? Does he not have a name? That might be like his actor name. He does not look like he voices Plankton. Douglas Lawrence Asowski? Known professionally as Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, he voices Plankton, I guess. Plankton has such like this like deep... It sounds like a voice I've heard elsewhere. Yeah, he's got like this deep sort of angry voice. And the guy who voices him looks like like the scrawniest nerd. With, yeah... It's just, it's very I mean, to be fair, Plankton himself is the scrawniest nerd, because he's a plankton. Yeah. He's very small. He's a very small plankton. He owns the Chum Bucket, which is a bucket. Yeah. And it's a rival restaurant, but nobody likes it. He built himself a computer wife. He's kind of a super genius, I guess. An evil super genius. He's like, if Spongebob has a villain, it's Plankton. Yeah. Spongebob doesn't usually have a villain. And sometimes when it does have a villain, they're super villains. Yeah. But sometimes it's Plankton. And Plankton's goal is to take over the Krusty Krab. Specifically, he wants to steal the secret formula to the Krabby Patty. Yeah, so that his restaurant can be successful. You know, the 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, he wants to make the good 
the good burgers. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. How may I help you? <laughs> Plankton is an unsuccessful capitalist. So he wants to be more evil and capitalist, like mm-hmm. Mr. Krabs, but he's not even that good at it. But no. he wants to be better. He wants it so much, he wants to be more Slytherin. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's... Mr. Krabs sort of sees his plans coming every single time. He's he's constantly foiled. It's, it's never even really a contest. Have we said House Hot Take, Capitalism is Slytherin before? We must have. If we haven't, household take, capitalism is Slytherin. And Plankton's a Slytherin. Yep. Which means... Which means... It's time. It's time. For the lightning bolt round. For the lightning bolt round! (laughs) Up first is Pearl. Pearl is Mr. Krabs' adopted daughter. She's a whale. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. To be fair, they never actually say she's adopted. I guess that's true. It's just kind of implied. And she had a mother, Mr. Krabs' former wife, who died? I think so. Again, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know how much of that... What house is Pearl? I think she's a Hufflepuff. Really? Mm-hmm. She's a fashionista diva. Yeah. Yeah? But Why a Hufflepuff? She just wants to hang out with her friends and have fun and... Okay. Like, do whatever the cool thing is, is at cool. the time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, tell me about... Mrs. Puff. Mrs. Puff is the puffer fish that runs the driving school that SpongeBob goes to. I was reading this. Apparently she was created because Nickelodeon told the creator of the show that they wanted to have a school teacher. And he's like, I don't want to make SpongeBob a kid. So it's a driving instructor to make up for that. But she fills in that role and she's often very motherly. But also she goes insane because of SpongeBob at times. <laughs> and she's got possibly a criminal backstory. Unclear. And apparently a long-term relationship with Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. She's a teacher, so Ravenclaw. Nice. How about Gary? Gary is a snail. Wow. He meows. Wow. Meow. Wow. Gary's probably the best character in SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hufflepuff. Okay. Me? Nope. Oh. Ravenclaw. Oh. He's intelligent. He is intelligent. Far more so than most characters. Yes. Tell me about Karen. Well, Karen is Pat Plankton's computer wife. And she kind of talks like this, but. It's not quite right. Look, I can't do every voice. <laughs> Karen is a computer. She knows that her husband, Plankton, is a moron, but she's programmed to support him. Uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah. Great! Barnacle! Scott! I was going into Doc Brown. Doc Brown's fun. Mermaid Man. Mermaid Man. It's kind of Doc Brownish. Um, Mermaid Man always reminded me of Adam West Batman. That's entirely the point. Yes, yes. that is exactly 100% what he's I based on. I couldn't think what the name was, okay. so I was struggling for a second. <laughs> okay. He reminds me of this thing that inspired him. Yeah. So it's like Mermaid Man is Adam West Batman. But once Adam West has grown old and senile. Yes. But he's old and retired and is kind of a, a bumbling old man now. Yeah. Um, But I think he's a Gryffindor. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Tell me about Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy was Mermaid Man's sidekick, who's also a retired old has-been. He wants to eat the big Krabby Patty, but he can't do it. Because he's a kid. But he's he briefly boy. turns evil so he can get big Krabby Patties. <laughs> so I'm going to put him in Slytherin. Okay. How about the Flying Dutchman? The Flying Dutchman is a ghost. Yep, a ghost pirate. Ghost pirate who shows up sometimes. He... They play a board game with him at least once. He's usually friendly, I think. More or less. I mean, sometimes he does cursed ghost shit, I think. But yeah. I don't remember specifically. Um, so I, who doesn't do cursed ghost shit sometimes? If I were a ghost, I would do cursed ghost shit. I think Gryffindor. Okay. 
Tell me about Larry. Larry's a lobster who's a lifeguard at the swimming pool under the ocean. Don't worry about it. He's big and muscly, and I think he puts sun cream on his nose. He's a Gryffindor. Yeah, Larry's a Gryffindor. Tell me about Realistic Fish Head. Realistic Fish Head is a newscaster, mm-hmm. uh, often seen on TV, Ravenclaw. Sure. Tell me about Bubble Bass. Bubble Bass is the worst kind of internet troll nerd. He... <laughs> Also, he's just a customer who wants to screw everyone over. He's Slytherin. He's the worst. He sucks. How about Fred? Fred is the fish that yells, my leg! I don't remember this bit, but okay. Um, it happens in episodes, like, all the time. Like, there will be sort of a crowd shot and something will happen and someone will randomly yell, my leg! Um, I forget where that originated. It, it originated as a bit where, like, his leg actually got hurt, I think, but I, I don't remember the details. Um, Hufflepuff. Okay. Tell me about Man Ray. Man Ray was one of the main villains of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy who shows up in a sailor villain, more or less-ish, kinda, and he gets exasperated by Patrick and that, that, that photo set that you've seen on the internet. <laughs> is this you? Yes. And this is your license? Yes. Which I found in this wallet. Uh-huh. Which means this must be your wallet. Makes sense to me. Take your wallet. That's not my wallet. Um, he's so exasperated by idiocy and stupidity, I want to put him in Ravenclaw. Yeah. How about the Dirty Bubble? The Dirty Bubble is another Mermaid Man villain. Yep. It's a bubble, but it's dirty. Yep. It makes everything gross. That's correct. Gryffindor. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What's the gross house? I don't know. Let's move on. Um... Tell me about Squilliam Fancy Pants. Squilliam Fancy Pants. What can I say about Squilliam Fancy Pants? He is an icon. He's another squid, like Squidward. Um, he's got the exact same character design, except he has a monobrow? I think, like, yeah, it's either a monobrow or, like, a tiny little tuft of hair. Oh, I definitely thought it was a monobrow, but it's, whatever. It's one of those. It's unclear. And he's, like, everything that Squidward wants to be, He's and, like, lords, and he, he knows it, and he lords it over him. Uh, Slytherin. Yeah. Tell me about Patchy the Pirate. Patchy the Pirate is a live-action pirate from the, like, beginning part of the show where they sing the theme song. Mm -hmm. But he also has, like, other scenes on occasion where he's, like, hanging out doing pirate stuff. And presenting the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the show stuff. I don't know, man. He's a Gryffindor. Sure. You thought that was our joke round. Get ready for... The French narrator. I don't know why that would be a joke around. This French narrator is like the character that ties the whole show together. The French narrator, who is also voiced by Tom Kenny, I believe. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, so apparently I was... Three hours later. Wow! <laughs> fucking rude. The French... I was giving an example of the character. Sure, uh-huh. So the French narrator... I didn't realize this was a thing, but apparently SpongeBob SquarePants is actually a mockumentary because the French narrator is a marine biologist who is filming and studying the wildlife of Bikini Bottom and describing what happens, which is wild as fuck. So I guess Ravenclaw. (laughs) Did you know SpongeBob is basically the office, but for a fast food restaurant? In a pineapple under the sea. And finally, Alex, tell me about David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff is pretty much single-handedly saves the day. He is in... pretty much single-handedly saves the day. <laughs> in the SpongeBob movie. They made a giant, like, extra-large version of David Hasselhoff as a prop. Yeah. To, yeah. to use to film scenes, which is horrifying. Also, what? This is a cartoon. 
Yeah, they they leave the ocean and it's live action outside of the ocean. What do you mean it's live action? He's a sponge. Yeah, you've seen a yellow like kitchen sponge. I remember I've seen gags where like they leave the ocean and it's they're just like puppets and sponge with just a sponge. Yeah, same thing. What? So why do they need an extra large David Hasselhoff? They get extra dried out and they become those things, but then they are animated again and it's fine. But why do they need why do they need a larger than normal David Hasselhoff? To use as a prop because he moves like a motorboat through the through the water. And they couldn't get the real one to do that. <laughs> David Hasselhoff, you suck as an actor if you can't <laughs> imitate the motorboat. This is a David Hasselhoff call-out podcast. <laughs> Regardless, what house is he? Uh, the character. Not, Gryffindor. Not the real David Hasselhoff. Yeah, probably both Gryffindor. We don't sort real people. I know. It's illegal. Every character David Hasselhoff has ever played is a Gryffindor house hot tape. <laughs> I hope we never saw anything with David Hasselhoff in it again. Wasn't he in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Kind of, as a cameo, but that was someone else turning into him. Yeah. Yeah. That counts. And that's SpongeBob SquarePants sorted. <laughs> this has been Theoretically. A, wild, a wild one, folks. Yeah. Do you have a sorting it out? It's time to sort it out. And let me bring up my notes. I've, made, I've been making notes. People. So have I. Okay. Well, I've made notes first. <laughs> um, let's see. What's a good one here? Let's talk about like an actual like plot hole one. It's not okay. like it's not like anything devastating, but this is a le- legitimate plot hole. Yeah. Those two-way communication mirrors. Uh-huh. Sirius had one and he gave Harry James's old one because apparently they used to use them to communicate when they were in separate detentions. Harry didn't realise he had this way of contacting Sirius until after Sirius had died, which is tragically ironic because the whole resolution of the plot happened because Harry couldn't contact Sirius successfully through sure. the fireplace. And that's fine and whatever, and then it becomes a thing in Deathly Hallows. But, like, presumably these mirrors aren't just the only ones of their kind in the world that James and Sirius were using to goof around with. Presumably there are more two-way communication mirrors in existence. Why are they never seen in any other context again? I have theories. Yeah? Do you want to hear my theories? Go for it. Um, my, my theory for why this is the case is twofold. One, I think that they are like an uncommon item i think that they're not like like magically they're kind of difficult to create the same as like the invisibility cloak like they exist but they're not super common so we know about the invisibility cloak though why harry has it yes but like why other, do they other, have invisi- these other invisibility cloaks aren't super common either sure but f- okay fine but why do these to have these mirrors and then? james had them as a family heirloom or something His that's lame rich family i don't i don't know why they had it my second reasoning is that they are out of fashion. Uh-huh. Like, it's like an old thing. It's like a thing that people don't use anymore. It probably wasn't a thing that people used very much in James and Sirius's time. I prefer that, I suppose. Like, it's just something that's not really done anymore. It's, it's considered uncool. But that's ridiculous. Oh, yes, absolutely. Especially with wizards. Wizards are stupid. Like, there's no reason why they couldn't be more commonplace and yeah. seen around. They should be... They should, like, they should have been seen around prior to that. They should have been at least mentioned before that. I not think. everyone can send Patronuses. Yeah. Not everyone's necessarily at their home. And ugh, I don't know. Yeah, owls aren't always also, consistent. Also, why does Sirius have James's? Mm-hmm. Like, when was it? Did James leave it with Sirius at some point? Probably not, because... They would have kept it when they were in hiding. Yeah, so they could keep talking to his best friend. Although Lily did send him... Lily wrote Sirius a letter mm-hmm. when they were in hiding... Why'd she do that? If they had this mirror, they could have just sent instead. Just talk with this mirror. Oh my god. <laughs> they didn't need to send letters to him. Which So maybe Sirius did have it, I guess, because he has it later. 
Did he break into the rubble of Godric's Hollow when he turned up and tried to take Harry from Hagrid? He was just like, okay, fine, you won't give me the baby. Do you mind if I just break into the house and take this old mirror that also happened to survive an explosion yeah. but didn't survive being in Harry's suitcase? And he suitcase. managed to hold on to it despite his stint in Azkaban for 12 years. Well, that I imagine that was just at his house in his old bedroom. Sure, sure. But I think it's more likely that James didn't have it at the house when he and Lily died. Yeah. It's bullshit regardless. No, yeah. It, it comes out of nowhere and it, it does present so many issues. Like, it's presented in Order of the Phoenix as being a tragic, ironic thing and then it's just a convenient, like, little thing for Deathly Hallows, I guess, that was briefly set up in Half-Blood Prince. Like, the journey of the mirror is done well to get it to where it is for Aberforth to use it to co- contact Harry and to see Harry so he can send Dobby and everything. But one... The fact that James and Sirius have it is also bullshit. And two, the non-existence and non-use of them within wizarding society as a whole is insane and terrible. Yeah. It doesn't make any damn sense. Like, yeah, you would think something like that would catch on in the, like, okay, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Mm Mm-hmm. The little compact mirrors that they use as cell phones. Yeah, and also, like, just, like, standing mirrors. Yeah, and they, use mirrors. Mi- they use mirrors as communication. That's, Which, like, not an uncommon thing in... Magical fantasy media. Yeah, but, like, specifically the compact mirrors in Star Versus. You would think something like that would have caught on in, like, the Wizarding World as... On-the-go communication. To, like, rival, like, you know, like, this is why they don't have muggle cell phones. They don't sure. need them, they have magic mirrors. Just on-the-go communication is a very helpful and universally... Like, it's a very helpful and convenient thing to have. Mm-hmm. It's why there's like jokes about how like an, a mobile phone would ruin a movie because, yeah, many plots would be ruined by it. And I guess that's why they're not more commonplace is because the plot would be ruined by having them. But that doesn't explain why they're not there. Yeah, it's a uh... just put in a line about how they're incredibly rare or whatever, which is still bullshit. Thing. Yeah, that's still nonsense. It's but... still like, but at least then there would be a line about it. You can't just throw in a device like... Like, there would have been so many other ways for Aberforth to have kept track of Harry that would have made way more sense. What's another way that would have been better for Aberforth to have understood what was going on with Harry? The enchanted coins that Hermione made. Sure. Yeah. Could track him at least to know his location. Yeah. Be like, huh, he's at Malfoy Manor. That's not a good place for him to be. I'll send Dobby. Yeah. Oh, but then you don't get to see Dumbledore's eye. Uh, It's stupid. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's an oversight in, in the world building. Thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Steampunks. Home Viewing. And... No Dice. Thank you to Matt Giacomo of the Wampum Willows for this our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. If you agree or disagree with any of our sorting, or you want to tell us whether or not you have seen the Spongebob movie, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at SortedPod. Also, don't forget to let us know if you think the Spongebob movie or GoldenEye is a better movie. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, as well as those many other things we've asked you to tell us about, Tell us your favourite marine animal and we'll sort it. (laughs) Yeah, don't be afraid to tweet at us too much. Please tweet at us. No one ever tweets at us. Tweet at us more than you think is normal. Tweet at us seven times a day or we will find you. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming.
right to your pocket. Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role-playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold.